Welcome, Padawans, to the You Wanna Be Jedi podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about the smuggler himself, Han Solo. Big third, the big three. He's the last one of the big three. Yeah. Talked about a little bit about Solo, a Star Wars story before. We'll probably talk about that a little bit today. You know I'm going down that path. Yeah. You, should, you should be ready mm, for it. <laughs> I, I'm not ready. I am not ready. What's your Solo number up to now? I'm still at two. <laughs> still at two. All right, two that's fair. Yeah. I do have a very special reveal or a secret I've been keeping that I'm going to reveal next episode for us related to Star Wars movies and numbers and how oft- how many times I've seen it. I won't tell you what movie it is, though. Please be a new hope and tell me how much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to know how many times I've seen a new hope. It's bad. Okay. Well, it's, it's bad how much I've seen it, I would say. It might be a cause for concern. Spoilers <laughs> for next episode. Next yeah, final. No, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. I didn't list a number. We're good. We're good. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> yes, it'll be a super fun. Anyhow, let's get into our final Star Wars lines for season one. Josh, mm-hmm. I know that I lost the paper. I didn't lose this one, though. So as of right now, I have a one point lead. So that you know what that means. Yeah, it means you gotta you gotta have some tough ones here for me. Otherwise, I I'll I'll leave with the victory. Oof! I already uh, one is pretty easy. So one's pretty easy. So <laughs> yeah. we're bank we're banking on the last one being actually difficult. I guess so that way we can find out who the winner is of season one uh, of season one of Star Wars Lines. I think I should answer last to see if you get a victory correct sure so here's my easier one quote unquote okay don't everyone thank me at once that's han that's definitely han yes that is han (laughs) i i was lobbing that one up for you and just like yeah lobbing it up all you had to do was slam it home and and you did yes that is han from episode four a new hope yes okay so my first one is why you stuck up half-witted scruffing looking nerf herder who are you calling scruffy looking? <laughs> <laughs> that is Leia. Yeah. That is Leia talking to the Han Solo. Yes. I, I had to throw it in yeah. there. I mean, I'm looking a little scruffy today. I don't know about you, I know. but I, I, uh, I feel a little scruffy. I need a trim. <laughs> yeah, I need, a tri- I need a trim and, and shape the beard a little bit. <laughs> okay. That, that's, our, that's our goal for this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can accomplish one thing, yeah. it's getting this episode live. And then trimming my beard. That seems like a victory for a week for me. I think so. I agree. (laughs) All right. My more challenging one, it'll depend. I I don't know if you'll find this challenging. You might. Okay. Is you are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Oh, that's Tarkin. Nope. It's not Tarkin? It is not. It is not Tarkin. Is it Darth Vader? It's right. It is Darth Vader. It's Vader. Yep. Yep. Now that I just said I'm going to let you have that one so we can bring it down to this last one to see if we tie or if I win. Okay. Could be a speeder. One of ours. Oh, my. Hmm. Wow. This is actually a... That is so generic. (laughs) That couldn't be more generic. Could be a speeder. One of ours. Like, what? Um... Just think about how I usually... I don't know. I don't oh, want to give any hints. I, I know how you usually go with it. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think here. Um, I know it's from Empire Strikes Back on okay. Hoth. You got that. I, I know that. I just don't know if it's Han. So, so don't tell me. Don't tell me. I, I'm thinking about it. Could it be a speeder, one of ours? I feel like it's a general in the 
rebellion or like a captain, but I don't think it's Han Solo because I'm pretty sure Han Solo says not likely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, guess. Am guess. I gonna kick myself when I get this? When or when you tell me it? I mean, is it Leia? No, it's not Leia. <laughs> it's not Leia. Okay, all right. I, Who's I your second guess? There. You gave me a second guess. Um, it's a general in the rebellion. I just don't know his name. It's Han Solo. It's actually it Han. Is, it is Han Solo. Who says not likely? I think it's the general who says that. Oh, or no, my. it's actually Leia. No, is it Leia who says it? You know what? Let me check. That's gonna bother me. Oh, he's saying no. There's something we coming through, and then they hear the uh, probot noise, and then C3PO chats in. Mm. So yes, I guess it is the person, the rebellion general. person, who. That says it? Yeah. They're the person sitting at the desk, technically. <laughs> so a person with no... Okay. <laughs> I want this on the record that Josh... So Josh and I, it might be a little awkward with the, the dialogue, but we are were, we double-checking this because this needs to be right. Josh gave me an unnamed character to quote. No, it was, it was Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo said it. Oh, wait. Han Solo... Okay, but the person who answered is an unnamed character. Okay, yes, okay, okay, yes, okay, okay. Yes, yes. It was Han Solo. That was my hint. Okay, I was <laughs> I was about to be really tilted. I was like, you just literally set me up to lose so you could even the series. <laughs> well, technically, technically you won. So we'll, we'll give it Technically, but I, I like to award participation trophies to the group of us two. So we both... We're both winners, Josh, okay. at the end of the day. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> you accept that. So that does it for Star Wars Lines for season one. We're super excited because we were like, we want to incorporate something into our episodes that wasn't strictly about that one character. Granted, a lot of our quotes tend to be about the character, but it's still like a cool way to kind of incorporate different aspects of Star Wars. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys sticking it along with us for the Star Wars Lines. And now without further ado, Josh... It's time to talk about Han. Can't call him Han Solo. It's technically not his real name. His name's just Han, technically. His name is just Han. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm thinking about the Ray memes with it, with it. Uh, Ray who and and Han's just like just just Han. <laughs> I-, I I haven't seen those memes. I really. You I- haven't I seen like the to... memes of of Ray? Oh my gosh! So, no, I've seen I've seen the me? the Ray Skywalker ones, but not yeah, the... like at the end of nine where the- Ray who and then it's like ray shields or, or something <laughs> like that yeah i was thinking that with just han ray palpatine ray palpatine there's a lot of ray names out there that we will talk about when we discuss her yeah. but we're not we're not talking about ray we're talking about cadet one two four three two nine which is han's cadet id number which i didn't know until i looked this up which is interesting yeah we know he's from Corellia, as we see in solo i mean just say a couple of years ago, what Solo came out in 2017. We didn't know much about like Han Solo. I mean, except for the EU that expanded on it in books and comics. But the movie really allowed more background and more like, oh, the, the Kessel Run, which we'll talk about. The Kessel Run, we get yes. to actually get to see the Kessel Run. I There's some things that I want to highlight when we get a little bit further down, which were just like payoffs from Solo. Because there, there is a lot of things that you kind of wonder that are mysterious about Han that you kind of get background on. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that for a little bit later with some of our payoffs from Solo. Yeah. But what I was gonna ask you is, so his cadet, he's cadet one two four three two nine. What do you think his cadet nickname would have been if he actually stuck it out in the Imperial Army? 
cheeky. I don't know. He's very cheeky. Cheeky? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some kind of cheeks. <laughs> cheeks. <Eight> cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing cheeks? <laughs> I don't know. It's like he's he's like witty, cheeky. You could like call him like wit. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the C, so he could be like C one two four or something, and be like cheeks. I go yeah. by cheeks or something because he has like some threes in there too. I like it. I like okay. it. I can rally behind that. Okay. I am no longer calling him Han Solo from now on. He's just going to be Cheeks. Cheeks. To me. Did you know uh, Harrison Ford, who portrays Han Solo, actually went to a school in Illinois here, a high school? I did not know Cheeks, the person who played Cheeks, <laughs> is from uh, Illinois. What what high school did he go to? Main East. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty close to our, our, our area. We're in the... For those of you that don't know, we're in Chicago. So. Yeah, Chicago area. <laughs> if that wasn't spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of famous people actually went to that school. So Interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to actual Han Solo relevance. So when we first, I guess in chronological order, we see Han Solo first as a, as a late teen on the or early 20s on the streets of Corellia. And we did know from the EU that he was from Karelia. Uh, he flew the Millennium Falcon, which is a Karelian freighter. So he had that connection. But it was owned by Lando. You get to see it. Before. It was, okay, you know. <laughs> was it really owned by Lando or was Lando, Lando won it. So who technically, who is the owner of the Millennium Falcon? Technically. Ray. Ray Skywalker. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> no, Chewie. No, definitely Chewie's. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Chewie earned it at some point. I know. Yeah. After after Han in episode yeah. seven. Definitely Chewie. That was a big rip. That was a big rip. Chewie's like R2 <laughs> in the sequels. He has to stay with the True. ship. True. <laughs> True. But getting into that. So he grew up on the streets of Corellia which a lot of people knew what Corellia was, but they had only really seen it ever in some animation. Because I think, I think technically Rebels went to Corellia, correct? I don't recall, actually. I, I, believe, I believe they went to Corellia to pick up Wedge. Oh, and that, that's where the Imperial base was? I believe so. I could be wrong, and I'm sure the listener out there can send us a kind message and let us know if we were, but I'm pretty sure that was the only time besides then in maybe some comics or, but before the the big screen until solo, we had not seen Corellia before. And mm-hmm. I think that they did a splendid job with it, but Corellia is a really cool looking planet. I like the grittiness of it. It really matches the Falcon and, and the lifestyle that Han leads and described in episode four. Yeah, running street like the streets being just kind of grimy, gritty. You can tell that the Empire is definitely has a stronghold on there. The Empire basically steps aside for the White Worms, which are the I guess the opening bad guy. Yeah, the crime syndicate that's over. In yeah, Corellia. the crime syndicate that's over in Corellia. That they still work together. Basically, he holds the thermal detonator, which is just a rock, and then throws it for the sunlight <laughs> i liked it you do okay okay i was about to say so some people which i think this was intentional in solo a lot of like han solo you think of as being the smooth cheeks cheeks you know you, you think he's cheeky yeah 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 but he really isn't that cheeky in solo 
He, you can see that he's still developing that craft a little bit. He's definitely got like qualities from Han Solo, from A New Hope to Episode Seven, kind of. Yeah, he's definitely developing. I mean, we could see he's not a leader as he was, you know, as we see in the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. He actually had to follow Beckett's crew and whomever to get the job done. I mean, he was stuck in the Imperial Academy, and then he saw Beckett, and then he was like, oh, that's a way out. Well, he also met Chewbacca in that time. Yeah. What's interesting to me is, so people were really upset when it came out because Han Solo didn't feel like Solo, which is kind of weird to think because you're looking at two different time periods. To me, it seemed like, oh, he's developing. He's going to have some moments that are great payoffs for him. And then others, he's like, like, you know, like grabbing his like the collar and is like stretching out like, ooh, I made a mistake here mm-hmm. with Infus Nest when he says, I got all those people, mercenaries on the ship. And then the ship flies away. And <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm backing up. This is all you again. <laughs> yeah. So it's like those like kind of development moments. And a lot of people didn't like it. It's not like the Wrath Tars. Yeah. Where he's like, I can talk my way out of this. Out of the Kanja Club and the other crime syndicate or whatever. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I remember it, that line. Uh, how did you how did you feel that seeing the development side of Han Solo? I liked it. Again, the first time was interesting to watch it, and I kind of didn't like it. But the second time, right before our Dryden Voss episode, I actually did like the Lando and Han relationship and Chewie relationship as well. It showed that they were kind of like a buddy-buddy rivalry throughout like the, the first couple decades of their friendship. So it was interesting. So between A New Hope or Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, it was 20 years. Where does Solo fall in to the timeline of canon Star Wars? So it's a few years after the establishment of the Empire. Put in perspective here, it's about five to ten years before you kind of see Rebels start up. Mm-hmm. And it's probably about five to ten years in that range between Sith and when Solo starts. So it's kind of like that prime height of the Empire, I would say. When they still are, not every single world is feeling the uh, suffocation of the Empire, mm-hmm. but there are starting that transition where the Empire is taking over and making lives and the planet's lives difficult. Gotcha. I thought it was like at the beginning, like maybe within the first five years, because I mean, if it's like right before Rebels. It, it's not. It's not. So that's like the big difference mm-hmm. is because you see Han and Han looks way younger. I mean, granted, different actors. Yeah. But the idea being that he is like a late teen, early 20s, and then I think he's supposed to be like 30, maybe like 35 Mm -hmm. in A New Hope. So I think it is that five to 10 year range after Revenge of the Sith and the founding of the Empire. So let's just say that Han in A New Hope, he says, you know, he doesn't believe in the Force pretty much. I mean, he would have been alive (laughs) while... The Jedi, I mean, he would probably be a little bit young, but he would have at least seen or heard of the Jedi because of the Clone Wars. Well, so what's interesting is he might not believe in it, and, and that could be propaganda from the Empire side. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. That's actually true. If you think about it, it's like, oh, I want to distance myself from believing any of those things. Maybe that was just propaganda from the beginning for him. I mean, he did live on the streets, yeah. so maybe he didn't have a, a good education with that. Yeah, I was going to say, what's there to put faith in when his entire job is to just survive? And steal. Um, steal, survive, and your payout is food to eat yeah. and, and a shelter. So I don't think that it's far-fetched that he doesn't believe in it. Yeah. And I also think that there is a propaganda role behind the empire. If you think about it, it's like, well, if they, if people believe in this religion, then the Jedi are going to come back, and then we're going to be dealing with the Jedi again, potentially. Let's suppress that. Anyone who's Force-sensitive, we can scoop up and turn them into Inquisitors. Yeah. Versus hey, the Force is a thing, and you can do good or you can do bad with it. It's kind of your choice. Or be neutral. You know, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, or, or be neutral. It, it wouldn't work out for the Empire in that way. So I, I think that there is propaganda that we probably don't see. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes sense now. Or it's just completely any connection to the Force they try to destroy. Think about on uh, in Rogue One. Yeah. The temple gets destroyed True. for the kyber crystals. But like then those people are out on the streets, and they're not really portraying the Force well and you just look at them and they're crazy merchants Mm -hmm. when you first see them so i think that's all intentional by the empire gotcha yeah the empire's got their own propaganda i mean they that's the emperor i mean two sith lords holding absolute power over the galaxy oh come on don't say absolute use the right terminology (laughs) unlimited unlimited power and we'll uh we're gonna continue this unlimited power after this short break (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. We are still talking about Han Solo, and we kind of talked a little bit about Solo, a Star Wars story, but now we kind of want to go into that original trilogy. But before we do that, Josh, there is someone that I think is very interesting Mm -hmm. that Solo runs into that ties into Rebels. And who is that? Think about Rebels. And then think about Solo and way and ways that they could interact. I'm saying it's Hera and Solo. Nope, no, it's not. That's that's later on. That's later on. Remember yeah. with the Ewoks eating <laughs> <laughs> with the Ewoks start eating the stormtroopers. Yeah, and they're like, we got to change this up a little bit. It is Agent Callus in Solo or in comics. In comics. Oh, I'm like, if Agent Callus was actually in Solo. I would probably, that would be my new favorite moment in that movie. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I like it. You know, at the beginning, I did not like Agent Callus, and this is going into Agent Callus a little bit. But once he was Fulcrum, or Fulcrum 2, I should say, and then he was dedicated to the Rebellion, like, definitely a good story arc for him, but that's besides the point. Great story arc. Yeah. So Agent Callus hired IG-88, insisting in tracking down Solo, Callus was tasked with bringing the smuggler to justice for defecting from the Empire and assisting Infus Nest. Interesting. But that's already in the comics, oh, so okay. you're not going to see that ever again. Oh. But it is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I, I did not expect those two to meet, but I guess it, it kind of makes sense. You know what? I might put that on the reading list for comics. <laughs> 
<laughs> you should. You should. Now, that was like the one tidbit of things. There's a lot of comics that you can read out there to get more information on Han Solo's time between Solo a Star Wars Story and New Hope. Mm-hmm. I encourage you all to go read them if you can. Josh is going to go read them, it sounds like now. Yeah. But I want to talk about the Galactic Civil War and his role in the Rebellion. And Josh, I will let you start it out. So we see him in the cantina in A New Hope. Great scene. In Tatooine. Oh, yeah. You know, we could get a little bit political here and say that Han shot first. I mean, we both grew up with the original V. Is that even... That is not political. That is just accurate facts. You know what? I, 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 it is facts, but some people think it's political. And I grew up with the original VHS edition. No special editions. Just 1977 version of A New Hope. And we can see that he does shoot first. And I understand that George Lucas does want him to be more of a hero instead of a smuggler kind of deal. Or, but he shot first and... You know, that's the way it was. It, that's the way it was. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is, and, and you pointed it out, so the exact reason why it was altered was because George Lucas didn't like a hero shooting first and, and being the one to start the fight. So he felt that it was better to alter it to change it. I mean, they added McClunky in on the new Disney Plus uh, one. Yes. Oh, don't worry. I, I'm well aware of that. And there's some features of the special editions I like. That's not one of them. That's yeah. not one of them. Yeah, no. Does, doesn't hit it for me. We could see, I, I forgot the whole translation of McClunky, but I thought it was like some kind of slang or swear. I forgot what it was, but that's a reason why. I believe it. He shot first and then Han shot next. But again, if you're watching the 1977 version, original Han shot first. I believe you can watch the original, like that part on YouTube, unless it was taken down for copyright, which I mean, really could happen. You can watch all versions. There's like the different versions, uh, special edition Yeah, they versions. do like a side-by-side comparison of them all kind of thing. You yeah. should check that out if you're interested in it. Yeah. But we meet Han at the cantina. And Josh, as you know, I have a very special connection with this cantina. Yes. I might have listened to the cantina theme for way too long. Oh, yes. Yes, with your with your now wife. Yes. I, I believe we highlighted it earlier, but it's just worth bringing up again because that is a... That is a memory that will never live down, I think, in my relationship with my wife. Our roommate and I will never forget that Beth was there. <laughs> she she was a trooper. She, she put it she up. She was a trooper. She was a trooper. But that's not exactly why I wanted to highlight the cantina. Josh, I found out the cantina's official name. What is it? It is the, the owner's name is Chalman's. And so it's Chalman's Cantina. Oh, okay. Which is not a bad name. And Chalman is a Wookiee. Oh, wait, the owner's of Okay, okay, I like that. I, I can see why maybe Chewie likes that place, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's iconic, just Obi-Wan talking to Chewie and Han. Do you think Chewie and Solo get free drinks? Because he tipped him as he left for sorry making a mess, but I don't know if he paid for the drink. I don't know. I mean, maybe it covered the, the cost. Maybe it was like, just saying our currency could have been like $100. And yeah, so, for for damages, yeah, damages, yeah, <laughs> Dam- damages to Greedo, <laughs> uh, roast, uh, roasted Roydian. <laughs> oh, imagine that's their new soup of the day. Yeah, oh no, oh no, <laughs> the Ewoks would have been all over it. <laughs> One of our other friends, Carlos, who we talked about on the show, I always play Battlefront, and I always play as like a Rodian officer for the rebellion, mm-hmm. and whenever the Rodian dies. 
you can hear like the screaming. It's just like it's in your nightmares. So oh my gosh. <laughs> that's that's why I think of Dad Greedo and Rodian, my Rodian officer, that just like screams when he gets shot from uh, the Empire. Oh. But I am on side here that Solo and Chewbacca get free drinks. I, I wonder if Rex's. I'm calling back to our last episode. Rex's yeah. tavern is gonna be uh, is a rival to the cantina. <laughs> It depends where they're located. You know, uh, yeah. Maybe it'll be a franchise someday. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you gotta <laughs> listeners out there. You have to tweet at us or Instagram us, message us the uh, name of Rex's retired cantina, bar, pub, whatever it is. Yes, a cafe. I think we said was a suggestion too. It could be yeah. But I liked the introduction. You know, it is very iconic for Han and Chewie to be in that cantina. You know what's really crazy to me? What? Han Solo, which is like, I highlighted earlier, a big three. He's a big three character. Yeah. He doesn't even appear in the film until 50 minutes in. Almost close to halfway through the movie is when he makes his first appearance. That is crazy. I didn't realize that. I I don't know what other films have done that. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's like talking about Phasma actually only had what 20 minutes of minutes screen of, yeah, yeah something like that of screen time i mean but she appears in the first opening in the first like 10 minutes of the film that's true that's true it, it's just crazy to me that one of your main characters and i believe one of the highest paid actors on the film doesn't even appear for 50 minutes into the film crazy i mean he's such yeah. an iconic character that you don't think about it yeah you don't think about it you're like oh there's han solo and my question for you, and we're going to call back a little bit into Solo, who was the better relationship with Han? Was it Leia and Han, or was it Kira and Han? Who was the better couple, per se? I'm going to have to go classic Carrie Fisher, Leia, and Han. Yeah. I think that those two worked better. Obviously, Kira was more like Han, but she also was like Han, which yeah. means that she wasn't sticking around Obviously, we see that she goes and goes deeper into the crime syndicate realm. So could you ever fully trust her? Not really. So I, I that's why I envision. I mean, that's a solo two question. That's a solo two question. You're right. There's going to be a lot of things to discuss. Yeah. Related to that. But I liked Leia and Han. I mean, that's just classic. Yeah. So have you ever seen like the Ewok adventures? They're not canon anymore, but I just want to bring it up. Um, I think I've seen them on YouTube. Okay. But I don't think I've seen them elsewhere. I think like in elementary school, my brother and I, we got it from the library and we were like, oh, it's right after episode six, Return of the Jedi, and Han and Leia have children on the moon of Endor. And it's just interesting because like you see like somebody in like a white Leia dress and then like kind of on a Han attire, but you don't like see their faces and you don't know if they are. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't know. I just want to like throw that in there because i mean we know that in canon now that they have one son which is kylo ren or ben solo but yeah were they i know in eu maybe they were planned to have more children well I mean, didn't we, luke had children too i mean yeah luke had a wife yeah so so eu is just a whole nother realm of things and and for some people that is what they like grew up on and so they don't like that aspect of the sequels yeah but I never grew up on that, so to to me, that feels weird versus what we've seen. Yeah, definitely a new boat. Yeah. So back to the original trilogy. So we see Han in the cantina, and then we see him 
employed by Obi-Wan to take them to Alderaan. So after leaving for Alderaan, obviously they make it there to Alderaan not being there anymore. And and we see Han's warrior mentality and kind of the Corellia mindset. He's up against a Death Star, millions of troopers. Well, and he's that's like, no moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a space station. <laughs> but you see him wanting to fight when there's literally an entire, I, I don't know, number size in military, but I think it, feel, it feels like a battalion. <laughs> waiting for them in the hangar yeah and, and he's like yeah let's go for a fight i'm not going down quietly <laughs> and it's like well maybe you don't have to go down you know you, we could like survive this mm-hmm. and it, it's really interesting to see that kind of mentality and that mentality continues almost to the end of the film when you get the biggest payoff moment in han solo's career and that is him not just taking the money and running but coming back and him blasting that TIE fighter out of the sky, sending Darth Vader twirling around and hearing, Yahoo! And, and then now blow this thing and go, oh, chills. <laughs> what? Yeah, definitely. Literally, I, because I'll, I'm going to wait to tell you the number of how many times I've seen A New Hope. And every single time I see it and watch it all the way through, I get chills on that scene. Yeah. Because you know it's coming. First time watching it, it was definitely a surprise because you're like, oh, Han Solo's gone. But I mean, if you already like knew that he was in other films, then yes. But yeah. if you watched it, that one is your first. And then you, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. But going back to his arc, yeah, you see like he was very selfish at the beginning. I mean, he had to stay away from Jabba and his bounty. And then he goes in, goes on the Death Star, rescues the princess. And then he even like has a moment where he, there's a bunch of stormtroopers and he actually has to, he, he like scares them and just say five or six of them start running the other way <laughs> and into the hangar. And then the, I guess in the special edition, you got all the stormtroopers. There's a million <laughs> yeah, of them. It yeah. feels like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just want to say in Lego star Wars, the, well, you could say the original trilogy and the complete saga, they have that level where you go and like you're Han Solo and you're fighting all of, all of them in that hangar. I remember. It's I so remember. fun. And you're jump shooting repeatedly <laughs> to try to avoid getting shot. Oh, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for October. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to be playing a lot of that game. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's interesting. I was, I was going into this being like, you know, I don't really like Han Solo. Partially because I knew Harrison Ford after the first film, which he did enjoy, he felt like Han Solo should have died and should not have been in the next films and and there on out. So it always like felt weird to cheer him on when he didn't the actor. Yeah, I'm not saying that he didn't put an effort because he's a professional. So I think that he still put an effort. But when your heart's not fully in it, it, it kind of feels weird to cheer for him. But Josh, as we've talked about this episode so far, I'm I'm liking Han Solo. Like yeah. you just can't help but like him. I know he's he's a classic character. Like you said, he's a, a tier three character. He's cheeks. He's cheeks. You know, he's, he's cheeks. cheeky. He's yeah. cheeky. But I mean, it, we could see he grows even more in Empire. Empire Strikes Back. After I mean, he still rescues the princess off a of hoth and saves Luke. There's a fun fact for the Padawans out there that he is the only non-force-sensitive character to hold a lightsaber in the original trilogy. Correct. Yep. Yeah. He cuts open the Tauntaun, saves Luke from 
frostbite and almost probably dying. Shock and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did go up against a wampa, and we know from last week playing Battlefront, Matt. Oh. That- <laughs> So we, we did I this. didn't understand what was happening. Okay, yeah, we, we're gonna have to explain this. <laughs> so go ahead. So it was Matt's birthday, and all of our friends we, we had this celebratory Battlefront 2005 night. And to prank Matt, so we had what 12 people, 13 people, 14 people yeah. play. So all just say 13 of us went onto the Wampa side in the, on Hoth Hunt, and Matt was on the Rebel side, and we all <laughs> were ganging up on Matt, trying to kill him as a Wampa. It wasn't fun. <laughs> It wasn't fun. I died a lot. I died very fast. You know what the worst part was about that? I was like, you know, last time we did this, we destroyed you guys pretty quickly. I'll up the amount of kills it takes to end the game, so that way we can play a little bit longer. And I just had to endure all of that even longer as a result. It was it was really fun. I mean, even on the opposite it was side. But... <laughs> My my reaction to it, I was like, man, we're just getting wrecked. And then I was like, wait, I literally just died from someone that's normally on my team. What's going on? And then I like looked, I tabbed to look at to see who was on the side. I was like, oh, hmm. And then we played hmm. Heroes vs. Villains, and all of you were Darth Maul, and then our friend Nate, he's he was Chewbacca. <laughs> he made oh, that. that, he was made a, that, that was a good memory. That was that was, was a good memory. It was definitely a good good night. For Battlefront, yeah. So, okay. So back to back to Han Solo. So we see him in, on Hoth, saves the princess again. Kind of has a little bit romance. I mean, we see that Leia kind of does kiss Luke. I mean, and, and you and you see what happens with C three PO. I mean, well, it, what later or oh no 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 he is the best with timing very clearly. I mean, C three PO can really read a room well <laughs> and knows exactly what to do. He is the best wingman. <laughs> He clearly is the best wingman out of all of them. You know, when you're going to Rex's pub, you got to take him with you. They they do serve yeah. droids there. Are are you sure? I don't know. I mean, he didn't like clankers. What, what makes you think he's going to serve or have a droid? You know what? It's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. But we're getting so off topic, so why don't we skip ahead? You guys know the original trilogy. Yeah. Like the back of your hand, if you're anything like us. So you know exactly what happens with Han Solo's storyline. You know how it ends with him trying to convince Ben to come back to the light. Wait, wait, wait. we got to say he was frozen in carbonite too. Yes, correct. He also just spent like a couple of years just frozen and uh, unaware of everything that's happening in the world. <laughs> he, he also killed is Boba very Fett. good. <laughs> yeah, killing Boba Fett blind. blind. He's very good at that. Well, yeah. maybe killing. Maybe, Maybe. Oh, we're not going down that rabbit hole today. We will not go down that rabbit hole today, sir. We'll wait till season two. Yeah. And then he goes off and does his own thing after being with Leia for a while. Their relationship doesn't really work out once Ben turns to the dark side. And then he tries to salvage that, and bring him back. And even though Ben didn't turn then, you do get a sense that there is a sense of of him feeling uh split yes and so i think that is in part to han solo being around again i know we have our own opinions on the rise of skywalker but like when we were watching when i saw han solo for the first time in that movie it was like total like surprise but having him in the rise of skywalker definitely was just a big surprise yeah Yeah. it it added to it it showed that his sacrifice wasn't In in vain yeah 
Yeah. I agree. And it was a good way to tie off the character and end it for Han Solo. Or so we think. Yeah, or so we think. So, Matt, I have a little story <laughs> about Han Solo and The Force Awakens. So our former roommate, Andrew, it was maybe a month after The Force Awakens came out, or maybe two months, and I was talking about it, and he was like, yeah, they're making a, a solo film. And I'm like, how? Han Solo died <laughs> in The Force Awakens. And he's like, dude, I haven't seen it. And he was like really upset. And I, I feel so, so bad. And <laughs> Andrew, if you're listening out there, <laughs> oh man, just remember, I think about this all the time. Is that why you haven't watched Solo enough is because you feel bad? It could be. You know, it's just some kind of uh, indirect subconscious thought that's going on. <laughs> but... That, that was, that's my little fun fact about Solo and that's The Force funny. Awakens. But. That's funny. Well, I think that about wraps it up for Han Solo, everything that has happened so far. Yeah. Josh, there's a lot of people out there calling for Solo 2. And as we highlighted, as I've highlighted, I would prefer to go down the crime syndicate route and not actually really see Solo. I'd actually prefer like a crime syndicate PR movie. Yeah. Something I would be okay with is seeing Han interact with Jabba. Yeah, I agree. And kind of learning the different contracts that he he did for him. But I don't think it would put Solo as a hero. He'd be more of an anti-hero, I think, with that. Yeah. And I mean, watching Marvel and DC, like, uh, it's pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Not everybody's going to be the hero. Like. Green Arrow's the vigilante or whatever, but that's getting in a, yeah. a different universe. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I think it would, like George Lucas did with making Greedo shoot first. Yeah. I don't know if they will go down that route because I think that kind of shows your hero is not as good as he was. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do if Solo 2 is a thing. Again, we don't know what's going on. I mean, they just released that they're creating the Bad Batch show. I mean, we did kind of... Yep. Even <laughs> we did talk about like that. that. So we talked about it on the podcast, and that was before we, we recorded, before that they announced it, and then it was announced. So it was really funny. But yep. we'll see what the... Because the, they got the Kenobi series coming up. They got Mandalorian, and hopefully that show with Ezra, or Finding Ezra. But we'll we'll true, see what true. they maybe it's like a twenty twenty three movie. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, after him aging a little bit, maybe to make it getting more similar to that. Yeah, to I can see it then. I think it's kind of hard because as you approach closer to a new hope, to have a different actor portray something, I think that makes it kind of difficult for a lot of fans. So I I'm okay if they don't make a solo two with solo. Mm-hmm. I do want that Kira Mall Dawn movie. I think that that could be really interesting. Yeah, I agree. It also allows for us to imagine and and let our minds run wild with things that Han Solo did in his time. Yeah, which I think is something that Star Wars really benefits from is that not everything's developed. That really allows a lot of people to have their head canon and kind of see Star Wars in the way that they want to see it. And I mean. He was the original smuggler. He is the original smuggler. Yeah, that's a good point. And we talked about like Poe and they kind of made a Poe twist to Han Solo that he was a spice runner. But 
Mm. <laughs> we're not. We're yeah. We're we're. Mm. Anyhow, yes. <laughs> I think that about wraps up our solo episode, Josh. Mm-hmm. And normally this would be the time that I ask you who are we reviewing next week, but Josh, what are we doing next week? We have our season one finale favorites episode. So we're going to be answering a lot of questions posed for um like what was our favorite episode of our whole season or favorite order of of movies that we watch or favorite characters, favorite droids, whatever whatever we have on the list, we're going to be answering that and we're going to be talking for, you know, a good time, having a good wrap up for the season 1 and get ready for season 2. So, yep. We also here's here's a little bit of spoiler for you out there. We're going to tell you our movie order. Like, what's our favorite movie and what's our least favorite movie from Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Be ready for it. There's some hot takes. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be very intense. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but anyhow, we will see you guys all next week. And make sure to follow us on all of our social medias on Facebook and Instagram at Wannabe Jedi Podcast, and then Twitter is at Wannabe Jedi Cast. Connect with with us there. Also. We're going to announce this and we're going to tell you guys what to do next week. But on our website, wannabejedipodcast.com, I'm going to set up a Google Doc that you guys can go to. It's going to be like a questionnaire about things that you liked about season one, things you didn't, and what you want to see going forward. So we'd appreciate it if all the listeners out there could go to our website and just fill it out. It's a short little survey. won't take too much of your time. And that way we can get some ideas for going for season two and make it the best season that we can make it. And until then, we will see you guys all next week. See you, everyone. May the force be with you all. <laughs>